Hello, everyone. Uh, Dave and I are now almost two weeks into our big adventure, and lots has happened. Nothing of any great import, but uh, a bit of a theme has developed, which is our inability to deal with buying the right ticket for the right thing. Starting on my journey to Southampton, or from Southampton to the Isle of Wight, where I managed to get myself to the wrong ferry terminal, bought the wrong ticket for the wrong ferry, until my good friend Barbara put me right. And since then, we went from the Isle of Wight to Portsmouth. Well, to Southsea, and I have to say, yeah, um, that was a bit of a problem because I'd actually, when we got there, then I'd bought it to Southsea to ride on the Isle of Wight. Hmm. Which was but, no good to us because we were going to South Sea. But they did let us on. They did, yeah. And then when we were going from Portsmouth to Cairn, um, once again, your booking of the tickets had gone slightly awry. Well, I thought I'd been okay. I booked two tickets. It's just that it turned out they were both in my name. Yeah, I completely <laughs> Completely ignored the fact that uh, one of us was me. But that got sorted out, didn't it? Just as well we had passports. While we were in the Isle of Wight, there was bizarre things with the buses. We got buses everywhere, didn't we? We did. Because we got our passes now. Um, there was a number seven bus that went in both directions from the same place. Yes, it had two different routes on it, and we had to make sure we got on the right number seven rather than the wrong number seven. And we did have something similar um, when we got to France. But first of all, when we got on the bus uh, at, uh, what's it called? Wiesthaven. We kept calling it that, and it's Wiesterham, I think. Wiesterham. But we called it Wiesthaven after our friend Janet. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hi, Janet, if you're listening. Yeah, to, <laughs> to Khan itself. Well, you explain what was going on if you understood what was happening. Well, we wanted to get... Tickets that lasted all day. It said in the bus stop that you could, um, but the bus driver didn't understand my attempts at French and gave us bus tickets that just lasted for an hour. But that turned out to be the right thing, actually. Except we weren't entirely sure whether we'd bought two tickets. He did <laughs> let us on. Yeah, because there was only one ticket, but whether it was for both of us, we never found out, did we? And... Um, but since Khan, mm-hmm. um getting to Paris, Saint-Lazare, mm. no problem at all. Well, even managed to book ourselves seats. Yeah. Which a, yeah a cheeky know. teenage boy was sitting in them when we got there, but we soon sorted him out, didn't we? Um, and, yeah, so no problem. But he was also very nervous because, after all, he was English. We have been catching up with friends, haven't we? We have. That's been part of what our trip's about, really. Um, But I caught up with my old friend, Barbara. Well, we both did, but I had a few days there before you arrived. And uh, Barbara and I have known each other since we were 11, which is a good 20 years ago now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she sorted me out with a haircut and a flu jab and shopping trips and on one of those shopping trips, I didn't really buy much because I'd have to carry it. But I like looking around. 
And uh, But one of them was a murder mystery story called Murder on the Isle of Wight because a friend of ours, Nada Fekri, uh, once said, if you go anywhere on holiday, buy a detective novel because they always mention real places and it's like, you know, it's interesting, makes it fun. So I bought Murder on the Isle of Wight uh, where they mention the Key Arts Centre in Newport where our hero detective sits with a couple of his copper mates and we went there and the cafe was shut, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Which was a shame. It was indeed. But that uh, that idea works quite well because like with the... Uh... Rankin and Rebus, the mm-hmm. bars in Edinburgh, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Adamsburg, in Paris, Fred Vargas character yeah. uh, in Paris, we recognise some places, and I've also read The Snowdonia Murders. Oh, yes, Taking yeah. place in all sorts of places that I know reasonably yeah. well. So sound advice for any of you. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was Barbara. I had a lovely time catching up with her and Graham and the several dogs that always seem to be in their house, whether they belong to them or not. Lovely. And when we got to South Sea, we met up with uh, John and Liz Marks. Actually, I'm not, I think she's probably still calls herself Norland. But anyway, Johnny and Liz. I worked with uh, Johnny in the early 1980s, both teaching together. Uh, a uh, horrible little place called Wisbeach mm-hmm. in East Anglia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've sort of seen each other every few years since then. And it was just one of those straight back into it, drinking a lot of beer, talking about football uh, constantly. But uh, another theme, and he's, he's a great lad. So is, so is, well, this is not a great lad, but you know what I mean. Um, but there was a sort of time travel, weird time travel thing going on, wasn't there? Because going to the Isle of Wight is very like travelling back in time to the 1950s. Which Johnny Love pointed out, didn't he? It is, it is. But then when we sort of went across that little bit of sea to South Sea, uh, it was like going to the 1970s because we met Johnny uh, outside a wimpy bar. And I haven't been in a wimpy bar since the 1970s. Huge wimpy bar. Absolutely, yes. So great catching up with mates. Yes. Absolutely. Thinking about travelling as you come across different accents and different languages, how do you think we've done? Well, um, to start off with, in the Isle of Wight, the Isle of Wight accent is a sort of country cockney Sort of, in a way, isn't it? It is. Um, but when I was staying with Barbara, her cousin Mandy was there. He was from Devon. And she was with her husband, Kevin, from Devon. And their, their spaniel, Millie. And, um, oh, Mandy had the most gorgeous accent. You could just wrap yourself up in it. She's from Devon and she's, like, slow and comforting and warm like a cream tea but his language was okay there wasn't it you could understand her you enjoyed her accent but oh. you could understand everything she said mm. uh, how do you think we got on in france though well the thing is before we came we thought oh we've been to france loads of times we made ourselves understood and we understood other people so we didn't get a phrase book and i regret that now because either my memory isn't what it was and I can't remember everything, you know, words for things, or I'm not as good as I was, which is hard to admit. But in Cannes, in Normandy, um, we got by, didn't we? 
I think so. I mean, we were, we knew to say bonjour to everybody and we had breakfast with loads of people. I think we were the only English ones in that hotel. Yeah, we were. Um, and it was like, you know, bonjour and with, with all bonjours and mercies and, and what have you and ordering, you know, uh, food and drink. On the whole, we did okay. And saying, when necessary, pardon, anglaise, ne comprendu pas. Um, you know, people were nice to us and understood. Um, but in Paris, not quite the same story. Different, is it? different story entirely. Yeah. I, I don't think the people of Paris have this patience uh, as much, and maybe they have a stronger accent too. Mm, um, because be. we had to ask for. Uh, try and get some some tickets uh, for the metro, and bit bit of problem there. Although you know, the, I got the impression that the lady behind the counter spoke English quite well, but just wasn't going to. Well, I've copied from the internet the exact tickets that we wanted, and put times two on because there's two of us. Unlike you, I remembered there was two of us and not just me twice. <laughs> and which way we were going <laughs> yeah but um so we got them but um they didn't make they don't make it easy for you in paris and uh, nobody told us actually how to use the tickets I mean, we had to work that one out for ourselves <laughs> that was a bit baffling wasn't that's it? right but we sort of we, we got through we got through the the, the metro but then we went into that shop oh uh, and you saw some sign saying 10% discount for old people. Yeah, 65 years and over, 10% discount on everything. So I pointed to it and said, new song, Soissons uh, Aces, mm-hmm. which I think is fairly obvious. It's over 65 in yeah. anybody's language. And um, the girl behind the counter called the manager over, and the manager said lots of things I didn't understand. But I managed to glean from it that it's a bit like a co-op. If you're a co-op member, mm-hmm. you know, you can have these discounts. But if you're not, you know, bugger off back to England. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went, I went back in to get something for our tea and um, <laughs> thought, I'll just wait. You, I'll give her more money than is needed. So I gave her a 20 euro note. Uh, and she just called somebody over, uh, and they spoke to each other in a very, very quick uh, French. I had no idea what was going on, and uh, walked off with my 20-euro note and the receipt from the, the, the woman on the till, went over to somebody else, um, waved me on, rather told me to follow him, gave receipt and notes to somebody else who put it into a machine and um, we changed. And another receipt came out. Oh. And I just picked them up. And didn't Did really that know just occur to me, though? Did they think it was a dodgy note? Don't know. Don't know. I don't know mm. whether it's a dodgy note or she just didn't have the right change or what. Mm. Um, but I'm sure our French will improve. Yes. So we've got a few more days in Paris now. We're a few miles outside, but the metro station is right outside our park hotel. So we'll catch you up with what we're doing on the next podcast. See you soon. See ya.